Welcome to the RBC Pulpit Podcast. Today in a sermon titled The Rejoice Secret, Pastor Rusty talks about why we should rejoice and how we should rejoice in the Lord. So open your Bible to the third chapter of Philippians, and without further delay, here's Pastor Rusty. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, open to them to Philippians chapter 3. I said it was going to be 2. Doris did the right thing, but we're actually going to be in Philippians chapter 3 for a message entitled, The Rejoice Secret. The Rejoice Secret. Now, I want to paint a picture of coming into a service like this. There was a pastor that I listened to years ago, and I loved it. His name is Alistair Begg. He's a Scottish guy, so he talks with that William Wallace accent. And he said there was a leader where he had come into a church, and the pastor said, how is everyone doing? Now, Alistair Begg went on and said, how am I doing? I'm doing terrible. My life is messed up. Don't ask me how I'm doing. Tell me about who God is and why I should be rejoicing. Give me the secret of why I should rejoice. See, some people here are moms, young moms, and they have young kids, and, and they feel overwhelmed, and they feel like their whole day is you know, changing diapers and feeding kids running around like crazy, and they feel like they are drowning. They're here this morning. They could be listening. And so if I ask that woman, how are you doing? Well, the real answer is, I'm not doing very well. There's men here and that would listen that feel like they're failing as a husband. They feel like they're failing as a dad. They're discouraged. So if I said, how are you doing? The true answer would be, I feel like I'm failing. I'm discouraged. There's people here that are sick. How are you doing? Well, the real answer is, I'm sick. I'm not physically doing all that well. There's grandparents here that have kids and grandkids that live way far away and they find so much joy and satisfaction with being with them. And if I say, how are you doing? Well, their heart is broken because they want to be with their kids and their grandkids, but for circumstances, it doesn't allow it. So I'm going to read to you in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul says this, Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Now, for these four people that I've explained, they're all Christians. They're all Christians, but if they look at their circumstances, they look at their life and they think, if I'm going to analyze rejoicing and finding joy in my circumstances, there's just not much there. And so much of what we do as Christians is we tie rejoicing in the Lord to our circumstances and how we feel. And so some days we feel like, man, I want to rejoice the Lord. 
Everything is going our way. The circumstances are great. We feel great. All the kids are happy. Our spouse is happy. Everything at work is happy. And so the thought is, man, I just can't wait. I want to rejoice in the Lord. But how can Paul tell us to rejoice in the Lord in a prison? We talked about that. He's in a prison. So how can he say rejoice in the Lord? The way that we rejoice in the Lord, the secret is this. Because of who he is and our relationship with him. The reason why we can say we're going to rejoice in the Lord this morning that has nothing to do with our circumstances is because of who Jesus is, who our God is, and our relationship to him. So if I were to say this, I started out this morning when I came up here on purpose saying, we're going to rejoice in the Lord because he's this, 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 and this. And every Christian in here could say, amen and amen. That's why I'm going to rejoice. See, Paul's going to go on and tell us to rejoice in the Lord always. And so how can Paul tell us to rejoice in the Lord always when we, a people, go through hard times and we get depressed and discouraged and anxious? Well, saints, I'm going to read to you descriptions and names of our God. And the whole point is for us to start to think about why we rejoice in the Lord. And so no matter what circumstance you're in right now, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your world, here's what I want you to do. The Bible commands us to rejoice in the Lord always. Now I'm going to give you reasons of why you should rejoice. So let these sink in. Here's why we should rejoice. Now in Hebrew, Jehovah means the Lord. So we serve Jehovah Rahi, which is the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord shall provide. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Mikadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who is peace. Jehovah Tzikanu, the Lord who is righteous. Jehovah Shama, the Lord who is there. He's the author of salvation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Lord of glory, the Almighty. The everlasting Father, the faithful witness. The image of the invisible God. A sacrifice, a ransom. He's the Lord who heals you. The heir of all things the temple, a sanctuary. He's the intercessor. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the advocate, the teacher, the resurrection and the life. He's the wisdom of God, the Son of God. He's the Word, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer. 
The reason why we can rejoice is because our God is the light of the world. He's the Lamb of God. He's the creator of all things. He's the master. He's the mediator. He's the bread of life. He's the high priest, the lamb. Saints, just let all of everything that's going on in your life just fade away. Focus on who God is. (laughs) He's the way, He's the good shepherd. He's the rock of my refuge, the rock that is higher than I. He's the rock of my salvation. He's the builder. He's the foundation, a living stone, a chief cornerstone, a stone cut without hands. He's the amen. He's the light of men. He is faithful. He's our strong tower. He's our foundation. He is preeminent. He is the tree of life, the bright morning star, the head of the body, the church. He's our rock and our fortress. He's our rock and our redeemer. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the first and the last. He's the wonderful counselor, mighty God. He's the great I am. He's the lamb who was slain. He's Jesus the Christ. Saints, I know that we hurt. We go through hard times. We feel overwhelmed. All of us go through those things. And if we hitch our satisfaction and our joy in life to our temporary circumstances, man, we will be like a yo-yo going up and down. But Paul tells us, he commands us to rejoice in the Lord always. It's command. And so how do we do that? We think about who God is and our relationship to Him. Those don't change. tell you a story that I read and this is so much how we are trained to think while walking along a busy street one day I heard someone singing his sweet voice was distinguishable even above the noise of the traffic when I located him I noticed that he had no legs and was pushing himself through the crowd in a wheelchair Catching up with him, I said, I want you to know, friend, that to hear singing from a person in your condition gives everyone else a lift. He answered with a grateful smile. When I stopped at what I had lost and began concentrating on all that I had left, I found much for which I could rejoice and be happy. Now, it's a, it's a touching story, but the problem is we're taught to look at everything we still have when we're going through hard times. The problem with that is that if we hinge our happiness to everything that we still have, that could be taken from us. And so that kind of happiness 
is temporary. What I would tell this man in the wheelchair, listen, let me tell you about someone where you can rejoice in that doesn't have to do with your circumstances. Because if you say, well, at least I don't have my legs, but at least I got my arms. Well, you could still lose your arms. If we live a life all day, all day thinking, well, listen, I understand things are hard at work, but my relationship with my wife is great. I understand that things are hard at work, but my relationship with my kids are great and they're all healthy. When we unhitch our, 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 our disgruntledness with a job or something like that and we hitch it to a temporary circumstance, that te- temporary circumstance can change. But Paul is telling us, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice is to take joy. So to understand rejoice, let's imagine that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. They're down by two. They have a 49-year-old field goal. They go back. The kicker is there. We're all watching the game. And the kicker, he comes, and they ice him. Time out. Ah, oh, we're all just like pacing back and forth in our living room. Okay, come on, man. Who's our kicker? Do we even know his name? What is it? All right, that guy. <laughs> so he gets up, back, back from commercial. There he is. He's there. You know, he does the little shoot tap thing. He goes. He kicks. It's up. And we score. We win. The amount of rejoicing that would happen all over Missouri would be crazy. We would rejoice. We would take joy in what's happened. I can't believe that. High fives all around. We're Super Bowl champions. That's what it is to rejoice. And here's what God is telling us is that we should rejoice always. Well, the only way that we can rejoice always is if we remember the names of God, we remember who he is, and we understand our relationship to him. It's this, all those things that we just proclaimed, that is our God. And my relationship to him is that I've been forgiven and now I belong to him so I can rejoice. And so no matter what circumstance we're in, no matter how we feel, we're commanded to rejoice. And so what I would say is, you know what, Rusty? You're downcast for these reasons, but you're commanded to rejoice. And so the way that I can follow those instructions is I think about who God is in my relationship to him. We don't rejoice based on our circumstances or how we feel. We rejoice in the Lord because of who he is and our relationship to him. This is why we can understand why Paul in prison can say, rejoice in the Lord always. Saints, we have Christ. We have a Savior. We've been set apart. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 through 24, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for 
you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Let me be encouraging to you this whole point of everything we're supposed to do is God's going to do it in us. But it's a dichotomy because we're also commanded to do it. So what do we do? We say, Lord, help me to rejoice in the Lord always. And then we do it. We do it with our speech, how we communicate with people. You know, you have someone at work. You might come and they say, man, you know what? This weather. And you say, yeah, you know what? God is so good at just always rejoicing in the Lord. Psalm 97.1 says, the Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Russell Baptist Church, I'm going to tell you something super exciting. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. We can rejoice. We're with him. The relationship with, uh, with Jesus has been paid. Our sin has been paid. So no matter how you feel, no matter how low and gross you feel, you say, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tie it to my feelings anymore. I'm going to tie it to the Lord. Because you know what? Our feelings can lie to us. They could bring back past sins. You know, you remember you used to do this and you used to be that. And you could start to think, oh man, I can't rejoice in my circumstance until I get my feelings right. And then once I get my feelings right, then I will turn and rejoice. This is not what the Bible says. We're going to leave what's behind and we're going to rejoice in the Lord for all that he has done. And we tie it to who he is. And so if Satan comes to you or, or, or just your flesh and starts to try to bring you down, do you remember who you used to be? You just start to proclaim, ah, but let me tell you who God is. He's my redeemer. He's my salvation. Psalm 119, 162 says, I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. Saints, in other parts of the country, to have a whole Bible would be like great spoil. And so what we want to do is like look at this word like, you know what, this is, this is like more than anything gold, any spoil, any amount of money. I've got this. Psalm 105, 2 through 5, sing to him, sing praises to him. That's exactly what we all just did. And it was a beautiful thing to hear those hymns sung. And if you notice, it was all about who he is and what he's done. Tell of all his wondrous works. That's what we did when we sang this morning. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and his judgments he uttered. 
Psalm, one, Psalm 13, 5 through 6. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully to me. Saints, when we really start to think about what has happened and if we really start to come contemplate our own death and where we get to go, man, we rejoice because everything gets in line. We are blessed. I read a story about the Charlie Brown complex. In the movie Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown has, was having trouble getting into the Christmas spirit. So Linus said, Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Unfortunately, some Christians seem to have the same problem as Charlie Brown when we should be lifting up our Lord and Savior. Please turn with me to Psalm 118. We're going to read Psalm 118. And if you need to be encouraged and you need to rejoice, mark this psalm. Go over this psalm this next week. Let this psalm wash over you tie all of your joy everything in your life tie it all to this and what God has done Psalm 118 oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good his steadfast love endures for how long forever Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his steadfast love's love endures forever. Saints, let's say this. On the count of three, I want you to say his steadfast love endures forever. One, two, three. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. Out of my distress. I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Can I get an amen to that? He set us free. We were all chained up in our sin. Not one of us came to the Lord with anything of a value or of good, but he said, I love you and I value you. We came to him and he set us free. That's why we rejoice. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to you? Man could do nothing to you unless the Lord allows it to happen. So ultimately, God is in control. And that's how we Christians live our life. People that are out in the world, they just go through the world and they're so confused. We should have so much pity on them. The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look and triumph on those who hate me. You got problems? Hey, God's with you. 
It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. America's not our Savior. Who's our Savior? Our God is our Savior. So don't let get all frustrated about the politics. Those don't matter. What matters is, is that it is better to take refuge in the Lord. What can man do unto me? It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me, and in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, sir surrounded me on every side in the name of the Lord I cut them off they surrounded me like bees they went out like fire among the thorns in the name of the Lord I cut them off in the name of the Lord I cut them off I was pushed hard so that I was falling but the Lord helped me The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall sit, enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the what? Cornerstone. Who's our cornerstone? Jesus, which means everything we have is built on him. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. Our Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The reason why we can rejoice is all tied to him. No matter what is happening in our life, no matter if we feel like a failure, I'm, I'm losing here, I'm losing here. Well, let me tell you, if you're a Christian here, your joy is in the Lord. Everything you have should rejoice in the Lord. It's not tied to our circumstances. This world wants to tie all of our joy into what we can buy, who we can be, who we can please, who thinks we're awesome. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that the King of kings and the Lord of lords finds value in us. And he loved us so much, so much that he humbled himself. And he died for us and not just any death but an agonizing death on the cross all to demonstrate how much he loves you. And what is our response? Our response is, I rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let's pray. 
Father, you are the great God. Lord, thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, to come to this earth to live a perfect life. And to die a despised, gruesome death. All because you want a relationship with us. Lord, I pray for everyone in here and listening that they would feel extremely joyful in you. Lord, that you would set them free from tying their joy to their job or to who they are or who they aren't. Oh, Lord, comfort us. It's you that does the work. Your Holy Spirit comes in and and gives us the understanding on how to bring you joy, how to rejoice in you at all times. And so, Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, I pray that today they would believe that they have sinned and done bad things. Lord, that that conviction would be extremely strong, but then that there would be an overwhelming sense that Jesus Christ loves them and that he paid the penalty for their sins. Lord, I pray that they would believe that Jesus rose again on the third day and that they would cry out for salvation. They would cry out to be set free from their sin, to become a child of yours, to be born from above. Lord, give us that joy and save. We thank you for your mercy. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll stand with me, just in an attitude of prayer, this is just a... Thank you for joining us on the RBC Pulpit Podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Russell Baptist Church in Russellville, Missouri. If you would like more information about our church or our ministries, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.russellbaptistchurch.com, or you can find us on Facebook. Well, thank you for joining us this week, and join us next week as Brother Rusty continues his sermon series on the book of Philippians. So have a great week, and God bless.